0: Hi, this is Tim. This is just a heads up that all the advice you're hearing in this podcast is general in nature. If you want something more specific, then feel free to contact us. Drunk
1: accountant, drunk accountant, drunk, drunk, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk, drunk, account, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk, drink, dr- drunk, drunk, drink drink, again, account, drunk, drunk
0: drunk again, drunk, 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 drunk accountant. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Welcome
1: to the podcast.
0: Yeah, one hungover accountant and one accountant in an ugly brown
1: sweater. Uh, so, we may sound a little bit different today on the podcast. We're recording from an empty room in Tim's place and it's a little bit echoey.
0: Yeah, if you're looking for somewhere to live, um, Tim's some space. Good uh, co-host, co-tenants. <laughs> I'm a co-host as well, but um, yeah, contact me. <laughs>
1: Uh, so, so welcome, welcome to the podcast. Today, we're bringing you our long, long-awaited episode, mm. Cashflow number two. Oh, I tell you what, I have just
0: been counting down the days until we released this one.
1: Yeah, I, I spoke to, to our number one listener, Dennis, uh, yesterday, mm-hmm. and he was very upset that we promised an episode last week and we haven't <laughs> brought one. I, well, I assured- it's technically still last week. Yeah. It's still this week. Yeah, it's right. So I, I assured him, Dennis, it's all right. We're going to record mm. tomorrow and we're going to release on the same day. There'll be an episode out.
0: This, this is a special Saturday episode. It is a special Saturday episode. So um, no one can complain about that. No, We're working on a weekend. Exactly. Which is, uh, it's great. Love being here with you, Dan.
1: Yeah, Thanks, Tim. Yeah. Yeah, it's good to, good to be here recording at your place.
0: Yeah, yeah it's been, um, how's your last week in a, a bit been?
1: Yeah, it's been all right. Um, Katrina, my partner's is uh, preparing to sit her psychology exam to become a fully registered psychologist. So, she's mm. doing a lot of study for that. Mm-hmm. So, most days of the week have been her studying and me doing a bit of work Yeah. and then also just kind of being distracted and mm. staring out into the world and yeah. pondering life. Nice. Uh, a lot of that. That's cool.
0: Mm. That's been a nice little break. Yeah. How's um, your week?
1: Yeah. Good.
0: Good. I don't know where the time went. So. Yeah. That's
1: that's what I'm trying to. Think. I don't really don't know what I did in that time. Hmm.
0: Mm. Makes you wonder. You What's went to Blues one? Fest. I did go to Blues Fest. Mm. Um, is this our Tim and Danlo now? Uh, yeah, I suppose. What is He's the, the team Tim and Danlo? Dan <laughs> good
1: echo in this room.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, blues Fest was awesome. Uh, one of the best festivals I think I've been to. Yeah. So, um, just well planned, good, uh, good acts. Jack Johnson, mm. uh, Paul Kelly, was some of the highlights. Nice. Colin Hay, yeah, was from Men at Work.
1: That would have been great. oh mm. epic. I was can't so get good. to sleep. I can't get to sleep. <laughs>
0: That, okay. Yeah, he only sings that once during that entire song. It's he's the building, only line everyone knows. Yeah, he's like <laughs> building towards it the whole time. It's really cool, yeah. actually, for him. Um, the two songs that went off were um, "Who Can It Be Now." Mm. Who can it be now? Oh uh, yeah, 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 yeah! So good, um, and yeah, that was <laughs> epic. That song, and. Um, yeah, uh, come from a land down under. Yeah, that would have been
1: that would yeah. have been a great song.
0: Oh, everyone, everyone got behind it. Yeah, so, I imagine. Yeah. Well, he's in the
1: land down under. Yeah, currently singing <laughs> exactly. that song. You know, why? Why wouldn't we get behind
0: it? I was never sure whether he was an Aussie or not. Actually,
1: they're an Australian band. Are they? Yeah. So he,
0: he's is he an Aussie?
1: He's an Aussie. Okay, yeah. right. I don't know if he lives here and yeah. works here anymore because he has like a UK
0: yeah. sort of accent but and vibe. It, it, he but. was
1: definitely yeah an Aussie. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Almost certain men at work were an Australian band.
0: Yeah, cool. Well, anyway, mm. brilliant. Brilliant. So, uh, enjoyed the whole thing. The hostel we stayed at, not so great. No. But Byron Bay is a nice place. <laughs> it's a very nice place. Just don't stay at the hostel I stayed at. And if you're interested to know which one that is, you can find my TripAdvisor review <laughs> online.
1: Tim got his thesaurus out and... Yeah. Uh, Really
0: went to town on that uh, bad boy. I gave them some. I gave some them really helpful recommendations. Dude. Yeah, cr- so, constructive criticism. Yeah, some improvement ideas. Like, what was an idea? Hire an established hostel manager <laughs> because they're lacking
1: a little bit of leadership. <laughs> Seriously, all the staff just really bad culture there. Really bad culture. I imagine from what and from what you've told me that they, they'd they just be backpackers coming in and out. That yeah. they'll, they'll work there for two yeah. weeks and then they'll take off. They yeah,
0: care. they're definitely foreigners. Mm. And that's no, there's no issue with that. But no. that doesn't mean you have to treat everyone with like a real lax attitude.
1: I, I, I don't think it's that then... You should
0: be excited to be there and working. Yeah, it's and not, the not people- that
1: they're foreigners. It's just that they they're not going to be there in two weeks, so they don't yeah. care. Like, they're just moving on.
0: The basic expectation of a hostel is you, you turn up and someone's really happy and excited to greet you and yeah. be like, hey guys,
1: come and have a good time with us. And yeah, these guys were just like... My Whoa. expectation is I'd yeah. turn up and there'd be, especially in Byron, and there'd be a dude behind... Behind the counter, he's come from, you know, some rich family in the UK, but he's just feels like he's slumming it, getting getting in touch with Mother Nature. He's getting Nature. his experience, his life experience yeah, and, for you. And he's sitting behind the counter and he says, hey, hey, bruh, what's going on, man? And you're like, hey, we're just checking in. Oh, sweet as, man, sweet as. Where are you from? Yeah. Yeah, we're going out later for some drinks and play some bongos. Yeah. You want to come around? That, that's my expectation.
0: Well, yeah, me too. And it didn't happen. No. So I'm upset. Hmm. But other than that, it was brilliant. Excellent weekend. And somehow I've come back and lost all motivation <laughs> and will <laughs> and will to be a working contributing member of society. I'd be more than happy just to lay under a lay under a blanket uh, for the rest of this year. Now. I think
1: Byron Bay does that, doesn't yeah.
0: it? It's maybe question a few things.
1: No. Let's put it that way. <laughs> How good, how good. All right, uh, let's move on. I've got some uh, business updates, Tim, because seeing oh, as nice. you have lost all will to continue, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll run the ship yeah. today. You
0: definitely need to. Yeah,
1: so uh, I've got two business updates. The first one is, uh, as we know, the election is coming up. Mm-hmm. And in the past week or two, there's been the rise of what looks like almost certainty of a political party getting a few mm-hmm. extra seats. Yeah, you were talking about this last night. And this would be the United Australia Party, mm. Clive Palmer. So filthy. What I'm not really talking about his election right now, but what I am talking about is just when I read that article, I was kind of reading through, and you know, we, we all know the story that you know he owned a refinery yeah. that went under, and well, employees missed out on their entitlements. Not everyone
0: knows that story.
1: All right. Well. He, when he was in Parliament last time, he had—he's he, a, a billionaire, so yeah. he says—and he's got um, refineries and mines and things around the place. Resources. And he, one of them went went bankrupt, went mm. under, went into liquidation, yep. and he had all these employees there that missed out on entitlements, mm. unpaid leave, super, mm. all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, that they should have been paid and that
0: really sucks if yeah. you're an employee in that situation. Exactly. And it wouldn't just be the employees either. There'd be
1: so many businesses. Yeah. Uh, I, th- I think there was as well. there was like hundreds of millions of of mm. dollars owed to contractors and employees that oh, just wasn't paid. Horrible. Um because this business went under. Yeah. Um but here's the thing. Not you know, Clive Palmer didn't go bankrupt. Just this mm. business which is one of many of his went yeah. under. Yeah. Yeah. Um and he refused to pay these entitlements. Mm. Even though he had the money himself, mm. he said, um, legally, I don't have to pay them, so I'm, I'm not going to mm. because this company went bankrupt. And so this is true if, if there's an, a company and you're a director of that company yeah. and you know, you've know you lodged everything correctly and it goes yeah. into administration and yeah. um, the director isn't personally liable for those unpaid no, debts. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's one of the advantages of having an incorporated entity, which we've yeah. spoken about in the past. Mm-hmm. But it just doesn't sit well with me no. that, that he had mi- like hundreds of millions of dollars in cash in the bank for himself mm. that he then chose not to pay out 70 mm. million dollars of entitlements to these people who missed out because he poorly managed a refinery
0: oh it's backwards yeah. and weren't you telling me last night Dan mm. that the government ended up yeah exactly stepping in
1: exactly so this is
0: <laughs> <laughs> which is just yeah so so there's this mind boggling
1: there's this thing called the uh, where is it uh, yeah the government's fair entitlement guarantee and this is something that's been around for a while and it's essentially there to protect employees that mm. when uh, a, a big business goes bankrupt goes into liquidation and can't pay the employees entitlements the government steps up and pays it yeah um, normally you know it's not that big of an amount it's just you know Uh, And and usually it's a legitimate circumstance. The business has actually gone under. These people missed out. It's no fault of anyone's. It's just the business didn't succeed. Um, But the government had to pay $70 million roughly. Our money in taxpayer money to these employees, which which is great. (coughs) I'm glad they got paid. That's why this scheme is here. But Mm. he had the money. He He had the money. He just said he was not legally required Mm. to pay it. So he's not going to. Here's the kicker. He was in Parliament at the time? I or? think so. And, and then he was claiming that he was sick and he couldn't go to court and he couldn't do all this stuff. And then he, he was no longer in Parliament and then, and then disappeared. And now he's back, right? The guy's a bloody lowlife life right. basically. And he, he just spent... He's, he's bragging in newspapers that he's spending up to $50 million in advertising. Oh, know, well, as right? we can all see. Yeah. It's all over
0: the TVs. Yeah. So um, he's
1: bragging. He's, he's saying this is the number, $50 million. Yeah. Um. But he couldn't pay... And this is out of his own pocket. Yeah. But he couldn't pay employees their entitlements. Disgusting. And his slogan is like, Make Australia Great Again. Like he's yeah. copying Donald Trump, right? Yeah. Um, but... He's, but he's not literally paying employees, ruined a yeah. lot of lives there. And I actually I also heard that he's just moved his parent company to mm. Singapore. Oh. And he's currently running on Make Australia Great Again. He's moved a business to Singapore because oh. they have low tax. So what is our point here, listeners? Well, our point is... Mm. Um Clive
0: Palmer is a, is a real dropkick kick. He uh he claims to be a billionaire mm. but he doesn't pay his debts. As they become due to to individuals and small businesses in hard circumstances, he didn't front up to that. Mm. He still hasn't, and he's now promising to pay. I think he's a small portion. Yeah, he's, he's recently come out and going, said,
1: "Oh, I'll pay what's owed left," and it's, it's like not—it's a small fraction of what. originally I, yeah. I don't know what it's, he's. You know, he maybe he'll pay the government back. That'd be good. About five years too yeah. late, Clive. Yeah, exactly. But, um,
0: and so he actually stands to. Um, gain in some seats because of weird preference issues yeah exactly. so look up wherever you are check your local electorate mm. um, see where the preferences are going mm. and uh, if you agree with us on this matter <laughs> then make yeah. sure you don't, don't get preference. any United Australia parties mm. Uh, into Parliament. Yeah, because uh, and, uh, he, doesn't, he does not deserve to be voting on issues that could affect his businesses.
1: Exactly. Which, and, and this is relevant for this podcast because he runs a business, this is about a business mm. going under, and poor conduct. Mm. <laughs> and it's not good. Yep. So, uh, further to this point, um, more poor conduct... Recent emails uh, from the ATO telling us about the scams that are going on. Yeah. And we've mentioned this a few times, but I got another email from the CPA this week Uh just with some stats that the ATO released for February. Yeah, okay. Uh, So in February, uh, 9,342 phone scams were officially recorded. So Mm. they're the only ones that were reported to people. In February? In February. That's almost 10,000 of the ones that were reported to the ATO. Mm. And imagine how many aren't reported. I imagine it would be. Less than half are reported. Yeah, um, which is a significant decrease, though, from January, which was almost fourteen thousand. <laughs> right. Crazy. Um, Three hundred and twenty-seven phishing scam emails were recorded. Yeah. Um, but here's the biggest. Here's the biggest one. Two hundred and fifty-six thousand six hundred and thirty-five dollars was reported as being paid to scammers in February oh. which is more than the $240,000 less which was less in, in sorry which is $240,000 less than in January. Wow. So in January was 400. Yeah, great. That's right. Wow. So that the amount of uh, a lot. they say here that the the number of bank transfer payments significantly increased in February accounting for 47% of the total payments while Google Play and iTunes combined accounted for 49%. People, there were no payments via bitcoins reported this month.
0: People, if the ATO want you to pay them in iTunes cards or Google Play cards, <laughs> yeah. Um, it's a scam. It's a scam. And if they're telling you that you're gonna be taking the court um for unlodged returns, mm. it's also likely a scam. <laughs> also likely a
1: scam. So, uh, and what I would always recommend is if you've received a phone call from someone claiming to be in the ATO, you have every right to say, I don't think this is legitimate yeah. and hang up. Exactly. Then call your tax agent, call your accountant and say, hey, I just got this call. Can you check this for me? Well, and normally, what's likely to happen yeah, is the
0: ATO will probably call the, call the accountant after they speak to you. Exactly. Exactly. And then you can verify it. Verify because it. It's not like the scammer's going to know mm. who your accountant is. Yeah, exactly. Very unlikely.
1: And, and, you know, my mum got one of these phone calls, and they, I think I've said this in the podcast before, and they called her and said, uh, we're sending you to prison yeah, unless you pay right now. So ridiculous. And, and you know, for people who aren't yeah, across this, that's, that's scary. very you know? scary. And so some people, they get these calls and I don't even know I had they an ATF debt. S- they, they sound so legitimate, yeah. too. So you just call your accountant, they can look it up, you know, all correspondence that's sent to you is recorded online for your mm-hmm. tax agent to view. Yep. So if you get a text or if you get a physical letter or an email sent to you, we can yep. see those. Yep. Um, so we're going to know what's and even legitimate better, and what's
0: not legitimate. Even better, we can call the ATO
1: yeah. and Ask. verify with them. Yeah. Call them directly to their number, which exactly. we know is legitimate. So. Exactly. So yeah. just be aware there are a lot of scams happening. Never just make a payment from a phone call. Mm-hmm. Um, never make a payment from an email. Yeah. Always verify with the ATO directly, call them back on their number, not the one that the phone, number, phone yeah. call gives you, mm. the one that you can look up on the ATO's website, call it. The other thing is you have um, unique
0: accounts with the ATO. Yeah. Correct. So if you're paying by BPAY or direct um, transfer, mm. EFT transfer, then it's always going to be the same account yeah so if they're telling you some other account then you can almost be guaranteed that that's a scam scam. because um, as long as you're paying it into the same account every time even if you overpay you'll get a refund the ATO doesn't just keep the money no so um, so just keep paying to the same place even if you get that wrong well (laughs) yeah you'll get the money back
1: (laughs) exactly so you know just just be wise be up to it Mm -hmm. verify these things because there are a lot of scams happening at the moment yeah and yeah, that was my other update. It's a good one. Good I like one. him, Dan. Um, Tim, very politically charged, yeah. heading
0: into this election. Yeah, fired up, Tim. I also want to say, Clive Palmer. Mm. He is doing some very hard tax planning at the moment with all his election expenses. <laughs> election expenses deductible. Mm. Deductible. Deductible. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, spend very all interesting. the money on the election
1: expenses. That's right. Mm fascinating stuff. But he there. doesn't pay
0: any tax this year.
1: I think if you get over a certain percentage of votes, you, you you get some amount of money as well. I don't remember what it is, but it's it's not enough to like... Yeah. Uh, warrant the amount of money he spent. But, yeah, not um, 50 mil. Definitely not. Jeez, what's in it for him spending that much money? Yeah, and I think... It, when he was in power, I think he went to like... I got I think I have the stats on him. He went to... This is his record. Um he attended 17 of the 33 sitting days in 2014 when he was in Parliament. Mm. 17. Just over half. Pathetic. Not, not good enough. <laughs> anyway, so we're not sure. <laughs> Clearly, we know what's in it for him. It's his own interest. Yeah. Anyway, let's get off that. All right. Uh, Tim, I'm not sure. Do you have a, oh. a TARDAS tip this week? I or? do. Let me
0: just uh, locate it. Ooh, I'm just brushing cords. Yeah. Mm. Um, let's see what we got here, Dan. Let's see if I can find my. Where I have a quick Tidus tip.
1: Oh yeah. Um, go go. It's more it. of a Tidus update. Yep. So, we were out last night for our friend <laughs> um, Macca's birthday, <laughs> and you went up to the bar and you, and you purchased <laughs> some drinks. Now I'm not entirely sure you knew what the price was before you paid him. No, and. I was, anyway, I was very nervous about it. I mean, we think you, you may this, have paid too much even. this hap- No,
0: we no. Damo admitted by the end of the night that he, <laughs> he got <underpaid>, undercharged. Yeah. <laughs> so this happens all the time at bars. I hate it. They just um, take the card. They, they pour your drinks and they just put their hand out for your, your card. Hmm. And you feel rude saying, how much is that? Hmm. You feel like you're obstructing the process a little bit because they're going to walk to it the back of the bar. It it they're going to figure down. out how hmm. much it is. They're going to come back and tell hmm. you. So yeah. Anyway, I checked my bank account. It was like fifty bucks for six drinks, average of mm. about nine dollars a that's drink. About right. This is what accountants do when they go yeah. out and have fun. Yeah,
1: <laughs> that's having a whale of the time for us. And then we worked uh, out what the average price of demos round. Was, it was closer to six dollars. Closer to six dollars. So and we, there's no way. Now the drinks same, are an average of six. Same drinks. Six bucks at like that a bar. couple drinks less, but same. Yeah. The average was significantly less.
0: Yeah, so he definitely got undercharged. Undercharged. Yeah. I'm very confident then. Mm. Because
1: the average is three dollars times four drinks less. Exactly. That's one drink. Exactly. So um we wanted I just wanted to update our listeners and say that even the guru sometimes oh. can't always get it right. I need to they listen to my right. you
0: know, practice what you preach. Exactly. Then this is these are half for me, Dan. <laughs> I need to be more
1: tight ass tastic that's that should be the new name. <laughs> Tim's Tardass Tastic Tips. <laughs> that's good. All right, okay.
0: I've got. a have been adding to my um, list of Tardass tips, so I do have some up my sleeve. Okay, go for it. Um, today, I'm going to run with
1: mm, surcharges. <laughs> <laughs> <So> I, I, <laughs> it's very topical. I've heard this story as well from a uh, a friend uh, who went to fest with Tim yeah. told me all about a story where Tim went to go pay for some food mm-hmm. and uh, found out only after he'd purchased like after he'd pay, like about to pay that they said oh there's a surcharge on yeah. all of this yeah. and and Tim didn't want any part of it because no. it wasn't listed on the menu no
0: no definitely not mm. and you know what Dan I was paying with my savings card so um, yeah okay so Tim's tight tip of the week is beware the surcharge beware the surcharge so what happened was yeah i was going up to pay had a lovely meal and um uh went to tap my card they said Mm. oh there's a surcharge 1.5 percent i was like oh oh that's okay no fair enough tap and go that costs you more money um okay i'll just insert and use savings instead Mm. no 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 the surcharge is on every form of card payment I was like, what? Mm. Surely not. Surely there is some way I can get you this money without a surcharge. And um, the only way was cash. Luckily, I had the cash in my my wallet. So, Mm. I paid cash, Dan, to save myself a dollar. But it was on principle. It was on principle.
1: And this is because we know that... We know that... Normally, if you have like a Commonwealth Bank or mm. NAB or any major bank, FBOS machine, yeah. FBOS does not normally charge you a fee Yeah, front, but credit does. Exactly. Tapping does. Tapping go does. So, it's, it's very common for surcharges to be for credit cards and tapping. Mm. Um, that's acceptable. Yeah. Not savings but, cards but not inserted savings, into no. the FBOS machine. No, no, that's not normal. And, yeah, so I understand. And this, the still.
0: mail wasn't cheap. As you could probably calculate by me saving a dollar on a 1.5 percent surcharge it was right. about 90 bucks mm-hmm. for the meal and um that's just for jade and i and we share <laughs> 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 and so um yeah uh, i just i just paid in cash instead mm. and uh was quite happy about that but funnily enough on the flip side um. As, so, as a consumer, I think they should just include it in the price that they charge. Yes. Cover off on the cost of your surcharge in the price of your meals and drinks. Mm. As an accountant advising businesses, I was like, that's a great way for them to earn a little bit of extra money. To charge on time. I had a 1.5% surcharge at the, the terminal. So, two out of three, because there were six of us there in a group mm. and three of us paying were all couples. Mm. Two out of three, didn't give a shit. No. It was only me, the tight ass, mm. tastic tipper, mm. um, who really, Caired. who really cared about that. Mm. Tight ass tip for businesses: add a surcharge at your F boss terminal, mm-hmm. and you'll actually get roughly like a dollar extra per transaction.
1: Yeah, all uh, day, every day. Uh, I think, um, I think there's certain circumstances where that's that's allowable. Yeah. I, I think you know.
0: Well, I understand
1: uh, for credit cards tapping. Credit go. cards tapping. I know there's a lot of. Um, when you're paying online as well, using credit cards, so like yeah, through yeah. something like an, well, uh, stripe a Stripe or one of those things, you, you often add the fee on top. Oh, and that don't get me started on that, Dan, because bloody airlines, airlines they don't give you an because, option either. No, but, but they don't. It's not just a the percentage they charge. They charge a like transaction $8. fee, and then they charge a processing fee, yeah. and then they charge twenty other fees. Oh, um, bane of my existence. Yeah. that's got to be illegal. That's got to be illegal. It's got to be illegal. If the banks are getting in trouble for charging all their crazy fees, yeah. then airlines should get in trouble for charging all their fees. That's it. Just happened to me recently. I couldn't avoid it. It if, was like 30 bucks extra because if, I was booking six if, tickets. If I saw a Jetstar flight for 50 bucks um, advertised or a Virgin flight for 80 bucks with no extra fees, mm. I'd just choose the 80 bucks because yeah. I know that that 50 buck flight, once I pay for it online, exactly. once I get a seat or whatever, it's... Going to cost me. Yeah. 90 bucks anyway. Yeah. It probably will be cheaper, but not much. The hassle and and the anger.
0: And that $80 flight will probably be nicer. And it includes luggage.
1: (laughs) Fly virgin. So,
0: (laughs) surcharges, just beware the surcharge. Yeah. And luckily, I had cash in my pocket at the time, but I was willing to walk to an ATM. That's how it's an interesting.
1: It's an interesting thing, considering we're moving to a cashless economy. Oh. I never have cash. I don't want cash. I don't want yeah. to walk around with it. I don't want to have it in my pocket. I hate cash. I yeah. want a little plastic card or my phone that beeps, yeah. and <laughs> takes my money.
0: Yeah, like the, um, I saw something on Facebook the other day, Bank Bankwest. Mm. Mm. Um, they're giving their customers rings now. Rings. Um, so, a contactless payment ring. Yeah, I've heard that. And so, you can just go for a swim. You can yeah. go for a run. You've got your ring on your finger. Beep. Buy a coffee.
1: I um I it it is interesting. I, I think we're kind of in the wild west with this kind of stuff at the moment mm. because we've got all this new technology available to us to make these payments. You know, mm. you've got your online Square. Like any trader can just set up a Square payment system. Now yeah. they get a, they get their own portable um, credit card processing True. tap on tap off. True. Um. All, all this stuff. Um. And they're all charging a fee. So yep. Square charges a flat rate for most tapping and and stuff. Yep. Um, online transactions a different fee, but yeah, um, that's for every transaction they charge a fee. Mm-hmm. But I, I wonder, I wonder how long this wild west of transaction fees is going to remain mm. the way it is, and and how long it'll be before businesses are expected to just incorporate that into their costs. Like,
0: yeah, or like, is there going to be some sort of regulation on it? Mm. Is that the next place where? banks are going to be robbing people probably um, yeah so and I understand and, you know the banks have got to make their money they provide gonna,
1: their service but
0: yeah is there gonna be some sort of regulation on businesses not being allowed to charge, charge. a surcharge yeah over a certain amount
1: yeah there should be we'll see how this goes we'll see how this goes all right hidden taxes Tim We've been yabbering on for almost half hour already. Passionate. Let's move on to our topic of the day. Cash flow. 2.0. 2.0 cash flow. Uh, <laughs> today, we're gonna to be talking about something that a lot of businesses get caught up with. Um, mm. It seems to be, you know, th- there's, there's a few pillars of cash flow issues out there. Yeah. This is definitely one of them, and it's, yeah. it's uh, compliance, essentially. And this is a trap. This is one yeah. of the traps. Yeah, mm. uh, GST, PAYGW superannuation, and tax, income tax, income tax. So more often than not, you'll hear people complain. It's at the end of the quarter; mm. they've just lodged their BAS, yeah. bads, and they're going, "How am I going to be? Pa- how can I pay this? I, I don't have. That. I don't have ten grand to pay to the ATO. Where do they think I'm going to get that money from? Yeah, and you know, realistically. You shouldn't have really ever had that money. It yeah. was it was money that wasn't yours to spend to begin with. You're kind of borrowing
0: it. So that's the way JST, um, tax withheld, mm-hmm. and super works. They're Correct. all they're all delayed. Yeah, um, and they build up during the quarter as Correct. you're transacting in business. That's right. So GST is a classic. It's a classic one where mm. people new to business they don't understand the concept that they're actually collecting money every time they make a sale, mm. depending on your type of business and if yeah. you're registered. Yeah. But generally, if I sell something for $11 and I'm registered for GST, um, $1 of that could be money that I am taking on behalf of the ATO. Yeah, and it sits in my bank account. Yeah, that's for right. three
1: months. So a lot of people go, okay, well, you know, I've got eleven bucks. I just met a sale. I can go spend that eleven dollars now. But you absolutely hit the hit the nail on the head, Tim. That mm. no, you've collected ten dollars for your business. Ten dollars belongs to you, and you've collected one dollar on behalf of the ATO mm-hmm. that doesn't belong to you. Isn't yep. there for you to spend. Yep. Now it does get the water gets muddied a little bit because you do get GST tax credits. back. Yeah. So yep. uh, h- having it's not always going to be exactly every dollar you spent, like every 10, 11 bucks, you owe a dollar. It's yep. not going to be that. No, no. Um, but no. it is a good way to think about it just as you're going along to say, I've got to remember that not all of this
0: is mine. Exactly right. So, GST is a really tricky one. Um, and basically, what you can do, something to work around this, mm. and to be aware of what you owe, is have an accounting software. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so if you're doing it in Excel and you've got cash flow issues, you, you, you never know what you owe for your baz, mm. and that's a problem for you. Mm. You need to get an accounting software like Zero, um, or if you're a micro business, maybe QuickBooks mm. Online. Yeah. And
1: um, or, or if you're an idiot, MyOB. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be burning bridges for future I'm potential te- sponsors. I'm teasing. If, <laughs> I'm teething. <laughs> <laughs> we'll take your money, MyOB. Um
0: so yeah what what they will do is actually allow you to track your incoming and outgoing costs that yeah. have GST and then just run a report at the click of a button mm. that tells you as at today you would owe this
1: much GST in your next pass. Yeah, exactly. Basically. And and that's a pretty good way to do it. I mean, it like is. you can look at it and say okay, well, you know, for this week I've i've got about 500 bucks i'm going to owe to the ato all right why don't i put five five hundred dollars aside this week yep. and the next week you look at it and say okay well for the two weeks yeah the balance is now 800 bucks so yeah. i should add 300 bucks to that kitty
0: yeah
1: next week thousand bucks all right well exactly. i need to come up with a thousand bucks yep chuck it over to another account
0: you need to have a second bank account yeah and that is um basically our biggest tip for everything we're about to discuss. Yeah. Have a second bank account which you know the money doesn't belong to you. Yeah.
1: You'll find a lot of common themes between every one of these issues mm-hmm. that we're about to point out. And, and they're all basically increase the frequency in which you review and pay these amounts. Yeah. Just be aware of it yeah.
0: because it reduces the pain come the end of the quarter.
1: That's right. So, so the GST, it fluctuates. It goes up and down. You might make a big purchase one week. You, you might, might make a, a big sale one week. Exactly. You get a GST refund. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Or, or you might make a huge sale and, and receive that money if you're on cash basis. And, mm-hmm. all right, well, I know from just because I made this, Bigger than usual, say, so I'm going to owe more GST, I need to put more aside. Exactly. So, with, because GST fluctuates, it's not advisable to pay anything to the ATO straight away. Yeah. It's probably advisable, it's definitely advisable to have this separate bank account mm-hmm. and just put some amount aside. Just be aware of it, yeah. at the very least. Yeah. So, and then
0: have a second account that you know the cash doesn't belong to you.
1: So, there's an alternate option here, and it's essentially the same thing. But mm-hmm. rather than if, if you know reviewing the activity statement, which would... Which would be the gold standard of of reviewing a GST. Mm. Um, the silver standard is just pick a percentage that kind of roughly relates to yep. what you normally have to pay, and it might be okay. Well, normally I pay about five percent of my income mm-hmm. in my BAS, and that's because ten percent tax on my sales, and there's you know my my expenses are about half my sales, and mm. I pay five percent on that. So it's about five percent that I'm paying, and mm-hmm. this could fluctuate depending on your business type and yeah. depending on on you know what your usual trading conditions are like yep um but you if you've been paying Bas for a while, you can easily have a look at this and see roughly what percentage it looks like yeah, and then just every income that comes in put a that percentage of that income to that second account, yep. So if it's 5%, just 5% of whatever you bring in, put into this other account. Yep. That's, there?
0: that's right. Yeah. So that's more of an estimate. Correct. Um, and the other way, you could you could have a formula like that if your mm. business is cyclical mm. in nature, like going up and down in terms yep. of sales. Yep. Or you could just look at what you've paid for the last couple of bazars and GST and just go, okay, cool. Amount? I'm just going to put this aside every week. Yep. Regardless of what happens, I'm going to put $300 aside every yep. week over 13 weeks of the quarter, yeah, that adds up to a fair bit that I've prepaid to yep. my VAS into
1: my savings account. Yeah, that's right. So, three methods. First mm-hmm. method, uh, review your actual GST credits and mm-hmm. amounts payable every every week and put aside the correct amount. Yeah. Uh, option number two, have a rough percentage that you know of your sales that equals mm-hmm. what your GST is going to be. Uh, and third option, know what your buzzers normally are yeah. and divide that into a weekly installment to put mm. it into a separate account.
0: There is one more option, and this is more bronze okay. because it's extra work. Yeah. You could lodge your GST monthly. Monthly. Yeah. So you get to know what you owe monthly, but then you also owe it monthly. You have to do monthly lodgements. Yeah. Can, they have a tighter deadline. Yeah. So it's just more work.
1: It's it's a lot. It's a lot more compliance for a small business. Yeah. Um. But it does mean that you're paying that mm. money that isn't really yours to the ATO every month. Every month. Less and pain. You're not having a bigger one-off payment mm. at the end of the quarter.
0: It feels less depressing paying one third
1: it every <laughs> month rather than every quarter. <laughs> it does. You know, it, uh, you can pay three grand every month, yeah. or you could pay you know ten grand. Yeah. And <laughs> it's a good habit. The then it keeps you on
0: that monthly thing. Deadlines work well. Uh, for some people, yeah, I know that's something that my dad uh does, yeah, with our business. He he, does. Uh, he definitely lodges a monthly BAS, yeah, and I, th- I think he, but actually I think to me,
1: pays an amount
0: to the ATO every I every think week. He does, as well. yeah, and so that's GST,
1: yeah, that's GST. Um, PAYG tax withheld, yeah, so this is something that a lot of people get in a trap with because if you're someone with a lot of, lot of employees, sometimes your BAS. Is a lot just wages, tax withheld from wages. It's it's, it can be a huge portion of like um, definitely, and a lot of people get caught out. They go, "Oh, you know, I only made twenty grand of sales, but you know, Mm. you you paid ten grand in tax. (laughs) You know, obviously, you're making a huge loss that month, but um, but it it happens. This and that. Sometimes in small
0: business, when you're new to business, you make losses sometimes, and. This is the first thing that puts you behind the eight ball mm. uh, with, with your cash flow mm. because you are paying wages out and you want to keep your staff. Mm. So, obviously, you're not just going to go and fire people because you can't afford them anymore because you have a vision for what your business is going to be and maybe yeah. things aren't going so well right now. Yeah, um, But what you may have overlooked is the fixed element of the cost of those wages also hits you in the bears. <laughs> mm, hits you in the bears. <laughs> hits you in the bears. Right, right in the baths. Um, every every three months or one month for some businesses, yeah. um, you're going to have the tax withheld on your employees' wages payable to the ATO.
1: And yeah, uh, it that, it adds up. It adds up a lot. And the and we've spoken about this before when we did the episode on hiring employees back almost a year ago now. Yeah. Um, we spoke that best practice is really to consider the total cost of that employee every time you do a pay run. Definitely. So if that's weekly, um, a lot of businesses plan for, all right, well, I know I've got to pay this mm-hmm. amount to them in cash. You know, this yeah. is what they get in their bank account. Because of you should really be thinking about the gross figure. Exactly. Not the net wage figure. And so that's where people get into trouble. That's where they get into trouble. So if you're doing a cash flow plan or if you're doing a budget, mm-hmm. then don't go, all right, in my head, I know I transfer Tim yeah. 900 bucks a week. Um, yeah. Which a lot of people do. Which a lot of people do. And then therefore I'm making a profit every week, well, no. You're transferring Tim $900 a week, but you also have to pay the ATO 300, 300 bucks in tax. Yeah. And, and then if you have four Tims... Yeah. That's a lot of... That's, a lot of, that's, that's
0: an extra $1,000 a week that you're not budgeting for. You're exactly. not allowing. Exactly. to could be your bank balance by the time yeah. the BAS comes around.
1: Yeah. And so when you're considering hiring an employee... Um, don't just look at what you're going to be transferring them every week. Look at the total cost of that employee because you're going to have to pay it. Yep. And we've spoken before, I think this was an update last week, that uh, if you're a director and you don't pay those entitlements like Clive Palmer, mm-hmm. um, and you haven't notified the ATO that you do owe those amounts, yep. um, then you will end up having to pay them personally yeah. anyway. So Out of your own assets. Budget for them. So, it's the same tips as
0: GST, essentially. Yeah. Gold standard is be aware of it. Yeah. Um, transfer it over to a savings account. Mm. Um, silver standard, estimate what it's going to be out in mm. advance. Uh, whether that be a formula of your wages, yeah. if the, the wages fluctuate. Or whether that to be looking historically mm. at previous tax withheld on wages. And just mm. knowing what it's going to be every three months. Bronze... You can and I actually like bronze option here. Mm. Um, you can actually have a monthly paygw mm. lodgement yeah. as an IAS. Yep, and a quarterly GST lodgement.
1: That's right. So, I really like that one. So what that would mean is that every month you pay the tax withheld. Yep. But you only calculate the GST over a quarter. So that yep. that quarterly BAS would include three months of GST and one month of wages. Yeah. And then which yeah, is really but good months in the quarter you just pay wages
0: because for a lot of people that is the main element of the BAS it's mm. the main cost
1: in the BAS yeah.
0: especially in like a service industry exactly. where you have a lot of wages Yeah. Um, so breaking that down
1: monthly but leaving the GST quarterly mm. is a really good option so uh, I'm going to split the first option into mm-hmm. an A and a B nice A uh, yep run the report look at what tax you've withheld or you know when you do the do the payroll and put it to a second account mm-hmm Next option, pay it straight to the ATO right then. Yeah, and I, uh, I, because you are going to owe that amount. It's not yeah. like GST where it goes up and down. Like if you've got a refund of GST one quarter, then that's going to mean you're going to owe less. Um, in totally in your BAS, and you might get a bit of a refund. But it's an, it's an expense in the books right yeah, now. Yeah, but it's it's an it's a fixed amount. Yeah, you, you owe it doesn't fluctuate. You oh. owe that amount. Oh. So I always. I often recommend to people, if you're putting it to a second bank account, that's great. You know The interest rates yeah. aren't great. You're not earning much on that. Yeah. Just send it to the ATO. Just pay it. Just pay it. Yeah. GST is a bit harder because yeah. it fluctuates, but yeah. uh, PAYG withheld, just set it. And it's even easier if your wages are identical week to week. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, if you have people that are working the same amount every week, transfer. then you just set up an auto transfer. Mm. Um, the amount goes straight to the ATO every mm-hmm. week. And then, when it comes time to load your BAS monthly or quarterly, prepaid, um, most of it's prepaid. Yeah. The, all you've got left is the GST amount, which you should have in a separate bank account ready to go.
0: Yeah. And look, don't get too stressed. If you're living a bit month to month, week to week at the moment, and mm-hmm. that seems like a pipe dream, Yeah. just work towards it. Yeah. The sooner you can start putting those habits, In place Mm. um, and just being aware of it the less pain it's gonna be Mm. and the sooner you'll get on top of it yeah and obviously there's other elements to change in your business to improve the cash flow other than just this
1: and this will be the next episodes in the series will go along but in the future but yeah so I, I always recommend that those are the options there is another part of your employees entitlements which Catches a lot of people out. Yeah, and this is the next issue with cash flow.
0: Superannuation.
1: Superannuation,
0: and this is huge. Like mm. this is going to come under the spotlight um, very soon mm-hmm. because um, there's a little thing called single touch payroll. Yep, which we have discussed and we will keep discussing. Yep, it's about to become
1: official for every business. Yeah,
0: very soon in July, and what that's going to do is tell the ATO. Um, how much you're paying your employees mm-hmm. every week yep. and how much super is also meant to be paid for your employees every week. Correct. Um, they're going to get access to all of that information. Um, every
1: single time you lodge a pay run.
0: Now, there's also um, a new thing which came a few years ago, which uh, was super, super clearing, which... Yeah, super stream. Super stream, that's it. Super stream. I lost the word. Yeah. And... That also tells the ATO when you're paying super.
1: Correct. So a, a lot of the time back before these system, and this is the reason a lot of these systems came into place is because people were neglecting paying their employees super. And that's yep. an issue because your employee is entitled to that amount. Mm-hmm. It is a cost that you have to pay Yep, always.
0: And, <laughs> and the deadline isn't until four weeks after the end of a quarter. Exactly. So it takes, it can be like, a year's worth of super unpaid before
1: anyone noticed in the past. Exactly, and if you don't pay it, you get penalised. Uh, you pay interest on it. Um, it no longer the interest and the penalties no longer become tax deductible. They're not tax deductible. You, you also have to pay it on all gross wages instead of just ordinary earnings. So mm. um, you sudden so, normal right now. You don't have to pay super on overtime and a few other yeah. uh, a few other things, but you have to pay it on everything. True. Um, if you don't pay it, so you ha- just pay it. Yep. Pay it before the due date. I know it's a cash flow burden, but you should have considered that when you hired an employee.
0: So our tip for superannuation is quite simple.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Hopefully you took our tip from point number one. Yep. If you've got employees with super and you register for GST, you have an accounting software. Correct. And hopefully that accounting software is zero. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then QuickBooks Online and maybe then Myob after that. Yeah. Because Xero uh, has such an easy... Um, superannuation payment function it does literally all you have to do is do your pay run jump into the super payment area tick the ones you want to pay and click pay you'll get a code yep and then approve yep and it will debit your bank account and send it to the super funds yeah
1: so when you set up an employee in zero um, part of it is you need to enter in what their super details are and that's just their account and their and their number And then when you do the pay run, it automatically calculates the super. Mm -hmm. You click on the super amounts that you want to pay. As Tim said, you click approve, you enter in a code. Uh, It takes the money out of your bank account and sends it to each of your individual employees own super fund in the correct amounts. And you don't have to do a thing. In the past, it was hard. You had to log into each super fund's account, transfer the exact exact amount.
0: You had to... um, There was like different BPAY numbers for each super fund. Each super fund. fund. And different reference codes for each... Um, employee, yeah. It so was, it's, it was it's
1: never been easier to pay super, which so, is why they did these changes.
0: So our tip is pay super every week, correct? Because you can, yeah. you literally can, and it won't build up and become something that you forgot about, mm-hmm. and then become a real royal pain in your ass because the ATO yeah.
1: will be chasing you for it so very I, soon. I, I, as we said at the beginning of the podcast, there is a common theme: increase the frequency yeah. that you're making these transactions. So <laughs> basically, and, and it's to stop. You know, at the end of the quarter, right now, if you if you're doing it the old school method, you're paying your baz, Mm. your wages every quarter. Mm. Um, Well, 28 days after the end of that quarter, you suddenly Mm. owe all of your GST, Mm. all of the tax withheld from wages, and all of the super, and that is a big hit to your cash. Basically, what we're suggesting
0: is rationing out your cash Mm. as you go, because it's like anything in this world. You know, Mm. if you if you have a huge jar of Nutella. (laughs) <laughs> mm. How do you like your Nutella, Dan? <laughs> I had a Nutella latte
1: this morning. Yeah, nice, nice. I, yeah, sounds good. Mm. Extra Nutella in there. Uh down at Cafe Market puts a <laughs> puts a little bit extra in for me.
0: Yeah, the Nutella latte, like spokesman, basically. <laughs> anyway, if Dan had a huge jar of Nutella, like yeah. the jumbo jar, yeah, do you think he's going to go easy on the Nutella? No. no, he's going to use double portions. He's going to be like, oh, "I've got Nutella for days. Nutella I'm going to do half Nutella, half coffee, the rest milk, because yeah. that's what I want to do." Yeah. But if he knew that that Nutella jar had to last him for 12 months, exactly. Well, he's going to he's to go easy on it. He's yeah. going to. So what we're suggesting is, if you let that cash build up in your bank account, it's going to be like the big Nutella jar. Mm. You just
1: you got to blow it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> potentially. And, and, and like you, know, you, you might be listening to this going, Oh no, that's not true, Kim yeah. and Dan. I, I'm disciplined by what I'm doing. Everyone thinks that. And but I guarantee you, at some point, it the best of us. It just, You have an, an expense Whoa. that comes up you didn't know, you've got to spend it, and then suddenly you don't have the money to pay the BAS. I think it's yours. And then you suddenly you can't make this BAS payment, so you go on a payment oh, plan, yeah. and then what happens is the next BAS rolls around, and you can't make that one because you've been yep. paying this one, and before you know it, uh, you've got a massive ATO debt and a problem. We might sound
0: skeptical, but we actually see this time and time all again. the time, yeah. and it happens to the best of us. Mm. I can see it easily happening to us, mm. just because you get caught up in your your day to day business life, mm-hmm. and you just don't think about it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, ration out your Nutella. Yeah, ration out your Nutella as you go. Yeah. <laughs> so there, there is one more, right? Okay, go on. Yeah, going. <laughs> and this is, I actually uh, want to especially mention this because. I would speak to a lot of people new to business and I give them this rundown yep. and it blows their mind. They're yep. like, whoa, there's a lot to think about now. Yeah, And then I'm like, there's one more thing. Tax. Income
1: like, but, tax. But,
0: but we just talked about all the taxes. Yeah. There's GST tax. Yeah. There's the PAYG tax. Mm. And there's a super, mm. which isn't a tax, but we just talked about tax. It's what are you fine. talking about? I'm paid my tax.
1: I had a, no. a, a new client come in, and I was explaining all this to them, mm. and I showed them how to do their BAS, went through all that, and um, and they said, "Oh, great! So now I've got this money in my bank account. This is mine to spend now that I've I've mm. put GST aside, I've paid the wages, I've paid mm. the super." And I said, uh, "Yeah, it is, but remember, yeah. you will have income tax to pay if you make a profit." And they yep. said, "What?" Yep. And I said, "Yeah, well, that's the main tax that you pay. You know, when yeah. you're an employee and you withhold your employer withholds tax." That's income tax. Mm-hmm. You as a business also have to pay income tax, yep. which is far more than GST. Yeah, <laughs> it, is, it <laughs> uh, is. If you're making a profit. So yeah, GST is yeah, 10% true. on all income depending on less how expenses. Much, yeah. um, but income tax is depending on your yeah. entity type and your income level. Um, yep. You know, It could be 27.5% if you're a company yeah. on all of your profit. And it's, I guess, people... They get these
0: bad debts, and they think, "Well, at least that's all it is." Yeah. The tax time rolls around, and you tell them there's also tax on top of that. Mm. They're like, "What? No, I've been paying my tax." Mm. No, no, you haven't. So, as a sm- as a small um, business, new new to business as new well. New to business. Um, it's really tricky because you haven't paid tax yet. You don't have a history of paying tax. Yeah. So, again, accounting software. We'll give you the ability to see your profit Run as the, the profit. year goes. Keep in touch with your accountant. Do a mm. tax estimate with them. Yeah, And then Start at least, that you know, aside. around April, May, June, mm. end of the year. Well, I'm up for this. I'm, I'm looking at needing to pay this much tax. But mm. don't forget, you've got another 12 months to pay that mm. as well. It's not due until May of the following year. Yeah. Um. But here's the thing. After your first year, once you lodge that tax return, you'll pay it. The ATL will put you on instalments. Yeah, that's right. And there's a bit of a double whammy there.
1: Yeah, so the the first two years are kind of tough in tax yeah. because the first year in your business you're not really aware that you you, have, you don't you're not paying any tax yet. Yeah. Or you're paying GST. You're not paying any income tax yet yeah. because as Tim said, you don't have a history of paying tax. So the ATO don't know how much you're gonna owe. Yep. They could probably estimate it from your Baz, but yep. normally what they do is um, they don't make you pay anything. Yep. Uh, when you've completed your first financial year of business, you then lodge an income tax return and you have an amount payable. Yep. And so you got to pay that and that's for your full year. Mm-hmm. But then immediately the ATO says, all right, well, you paid that last year. Um, mm. For every one of your BAS, we're essentially going to make you pay a quarter of that. Yeah. If you're on quarterly BAS, we're going to split it in four. Split it in four and you're going to pay... Pre-pay next year's tax now. Exactly. Which is good because next year, you won't have this massive tax bill. You could get a refund. You could even get a refund. At the time, it feels pretty shitty. It's shitty because Because (laughs) not only... If you made a hundred grand in profit, not only are you paying $27,500 in tax, um, but then you've also got to pay... Yeah. one quarter of that every three months. Well, so, you're trying to pay double in that second year. At the same time you're paying last year's yeah. tax, you're paying next year's. <laughs> exactly. So, that second year is not brutal. easy on your cash flow. No. So, what we recommend is during that first year, put the money aside. For the tax. For the tax. And yeah. then during that second year, yeah. you pay it quarter- a quarterly mm-hmm. and you put the money aside the same way. And that way you're not caught out because exactly. you've got the money aside for that first year already. It's not... taking out of this year's cash flow. It's taking out of last year's cash flow. Exactly right. Exactly
0: right. So there's the rundown on tax and it Mm. is different to GST, PAYG, withholding, and super.
1: Even though it sometimes is paid in your (laughs) BAS, But it's a major, major cash flow trap. So essentially this episode was kind of Bazers. (laughs) Pretty much. Yeah, Bazers with a bit of income tax.
0: Look, it's a huge issue we see every day with our clients. Mm. And so it is a really important one. It mustn't be underestimated. And if you're sitting there listening to this going, it's not an issue for me, I've got three hundred grand in the bank. Yeah. Well my question to you would be, why aren't you reinvesting that into your business and (laughs) and using that to To grow grow it it in smarter ways? Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, you don't just go spending money willy-nilly. Um, it's not a bad thing not having cash flow issues, mm. but you got to find the balance. You don't want to have too much cash because mm. you could be missing opportunities, yeah. um, investing in new services, new products, new staff, expanding new your business. systems yeah. um, to future-proof your business mm. and to build the, the value in your business.
1: Yeah, so uh, essentially, uh, our, our main tips for cash flow Uh, Issues with GST, PAYG withheld, superannuation, and income tax are as follows. GST, have a second account where you're putting an estimate or uh, an an amount that you've reviewed from your activity statement reports from your accounting software into every week. So you have that cash aside for when that BAS falls due, either monthly or quarterly. Uh, PAYG withheld, pay it weekly when you do the pay run. Pay it to the ATO or into a separate bank account. Either one. Um, Or lodge more regularly. Set up the the monthly IAS. Uh, Superannuation. Pay it weekly when you do the pay run. Mm. You never have to think about it. It's just the total cost. So those last two kind of fall into... Pay the total cost of your employee every week. Yep. <laughs> pay them, pay the money to them that they receive. Pay the money to the ATO that they receive, mm-hmm. and pay the money to the super funds that they're meant to receive. Just get into the habit of doing it, and then you no longer owe anything for that employee every week. They are completely covered. Yep. Um, and then income tax. Put the money aside, even in your first year, especially in your first year, because yeah. that second year you're going to end up with a huge ATO debt if you've made a profit, mm-hmm. and you're going to be in strife for cash flow. Because you're paying next year's tax, correct. as well as last year's, correct. So, yeah,
0: those are all the traps to be aware of. Mm. Obviously, good cash flow etiquette is to pay things as late as possible. So you could go down that path. Yeah, and what we're saying is paying it, paying it sooner, and, and knowing yeah. how much. And it so, is. <laughs> it,
1: it, it's it's funny because but we,
0: people yeah. people get into a trap. It's like the, it's the yeah. Nutella jar.
1: Exactly. Traditionally, you know, a lot of accountants do say. I know, hold off your payments, use mm. your credit terms, mm. um, and that's good, mm. um, but not in this circumstance mm. because people aren't are uh, princi- not principled enough. They're not, um, uh, they're not able to budget that effectively when you see a big pile of cash in your account. <laughs> I think
0: you know, and a lot of business people are experienced enough with it, but yeah. most aren't experienced enough to know that they owe those four different things. Yeah and they can't calculate it themselves Mm. and they've got way too many other things to think about so just get in the habit of making these payments the idea would be to have enough cash in the bank to cover um paying things on time Mm. anyway you'd prefer to be paying things as you go than letting it um, save up yeah. and hit you later.
1: I'd imagine these would be some of the biggest killers of small business. Those four oh, things, um, absolutely, absolutely. If you're a bigger Without business, doubt. there are other concerns that you've got to think about and other taxes: payroll yeah. tax, fringe yeah. benefits tax. You know, you might even have fringe benefits tax it's small business, but yeah. usually not. Yeah, um, you know, there are other taxes to consider, state and, taxes and, and, and I'd probably dues. follow the same strategy with those. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's just definitely. Think about these things in advance. Pay your employees Mm -hmm. total entirements every week and you won't run into this problem. Yep. Cool. That brings us to the end of our main topic, Tim. Toit. Nice. (laughs) Uh, All right. So... Other things? uh, Do you have another thing this week? Boo. Uh, At the AFL. (laughs) (laughs) Did you watch the Anzac game? Yeah. Did I watch the Anzac game? Essendon lost like just in the last... Like Mm. by a goal or something, wasn't it? Like it wasn't
0: much. We played well. It was a great game. Mm. Uh, it's always a spectacle. Sometimes it's a bit of a blowout, the mm. result. But this, um, this game was, was one for the ages. Mm. Uh, Collingwood got out to an early lead. Mm. And the Bombers just pegged them back slowly across the whole day. Mm. And then they got to within a goal. In the, they were within a goal for the last 10, 15 minutes. Mm. Um, and, geez, it was tight. Yeah. Um, and the crowd was going crazy. Mm. Uh, unfortunately in the heat of the moment the umpires missed a few crucial calls
1: yeah and and this is where the booing came in I I, I think people were booing the result because of the umpires doing shitty stuff but then you know they ended up up booing the captain from the other side they just just booed everything booed everything and and people were upset because it was an Anzac Day ceremony celebration
0: so here's my thoughts Mm. and I've seen a lot of people voicing opinions on Facebook Mm. um negatively about Essendon which is a club I follow obviously yes my thoughts are I don't like booing in any way shape or form I mm. think that's ridiculous mm. um even a few weeks ago Essendon some Essendon supporters booed Essendon when they were playing horribly yeah. like the players I just don't get it and right. uh, people will come out and say, no it's fine to boo you know, booing they paid money so they can boo mm. I'm like well I guess but mm. it's not very positive mm. but that's society, isn't it? Mm. There's always different people out there. You can't control that. Nah. Um, and especially in the heat of the moment, they were angry. They mm. were upset. So, um, Anzac Day faded. <laughs> and just the heat and the anger mm. uh, caused some people to boo. Mm. But I don't think you should take away from the fact that it was a brilliant game. Mm. It's a great thing they do every year, Anzac yeah. Day. Both of those clubs put so much effort into it. They get 90,000 plus there every year. It's like the same number they get to grand finals. Mm. Um, so, yeah, the media has made a big, big furor about it. Mm. I think it's been overbeaten a little bit. Yeah. I don't condone booing. I think it's ridiculous. I think it's stupid that people boo. They go to the sport, yeah. they go to the sport and they boo. But, mm. I mean, it is what it is. They were upset. And you can't control it. You can't stop it There's no law against it Yeah Is there And people are like Oh it's Anzac Day People mm. shouldn't be booing On Anzac Day People get freaking written off And fight each other All the time on Anzac Day <laughs> Two up is like The most dangerous place To be on Anzac Day <laughs> It's you know, true. you can't you can't look me in the eyes and say that people aren't doing debaucherous things every Anzac day. They definitely are. I took my dog for a walk. There was a guy around the corner, I had him and like eight mates in the garage. This is at like seven thirty in the morning, all bloody pissed. There was like beer cans scattered all through his front lawn. We came back about an hour later. And they were gone, obviously off to the local club or RSL they're or something. are going to play like two up down Yeah, at the they're pub. definitely yeah.
1: gone. And so that's what Anzac Day is to a lot of people. Yeah. No, I think that's a, that's ridiculous. I I 100% agree, Tim. I think you've made an extremely valid point, <laughs> and I have nothing to add. <laughs> Thanks, Tim. Yeah. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what and about I, you? Um, my other thing this week. Um, I saw. Endgame, the Avengers hey. Endgame. Was it uh, good? I don't want to spoil it. I, don't so spoil I saw
0: it. a funny Facebook post about
1: this. I think I... Is th- it the one where it's like... Um, it has pictures of cakes and it's like, you should bring these things and you zoom no. in and it has the... What happens in Endgame? Oh, really? <laughs> no, I didn't see that one. It was like um, something like... Um,
0: <laughs> I, I haven't seen the movie, so I don't think this is spoilers. I think this is just a joke. Yeah. But, it could be spoilers, I don't know. Uh, it was um, something along the lines of anyone who um, spoils the end of endgame should be killed like Iron Man. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's pretty funny. I won't tell whether or not that's yeah, that's really. true. I have no yeah. idea if you die. Yeah. People do die, <laughs> but I won't tell you which ones. Ooh, hectic. Yeah. Um yeah, no, it was uh, it was good. It was good. Boom. It was it was a up and down roller coaster ride. Three hour movie. Long, long movie, long movie. Mm. Um, my my anti other thing was Hoyts Cinemas at Arena. <laughs> because we were in this the, little theater. Yeah. Um, you know they have the big ones, but we're in this little one, and the volume was just rubbish. Really, it was shit. Like oh. you'd expect to go to the movies, and it, you want the room to be rumbling. Yeah, it. Like especially you, like a big action film. Uh, like yeah, that. and like sometimes I could like I had to really concentrate at the beginning of the movie to understand what they were saying. Oh shit! And it, it kind of got better as the movie went on. But yeah
0: subtitles do you know, some
1: subtitles up there yeah and like i'm I'm, a, I'm not really hard at like i'm a little bit hard at hearing i, I sometimes have to focus a bit but but at a movie you, you yeah. expect you expect if you blocked your ears you could still hear it by it just rumbling through your brain like that's sure. how loud i wanted it sure. a movie theater. yeah um and it just wasn't wow it wasn't terrible. why'd you go there instead of um it's normal like only tickets available oh
0: it's been so popular mm that's hectic yeah school holidays this is prime time no it's it was
1: like s- school uh, it came out earlier here than it has in the uh, us so it came out here didn't. on wednesday okay which is weird in itself because movies normally come out thursday yeah in, in australia yeah, it is weird um but it came out on wednesday I saw that and um i saw it wednesday night mm. just kind of a spare at the moment decision so oh, let's go to the movies So we yeah. the movies no, that's what yeah, it was good nice no. It was good. Oh, sorry. My other thing. Yeah. This is my real other thing. Yeah. Um, I finally caught up on Game of Thrones. Ooh, I'm up to date. Yes. And it was good. Very cool. It Very cool. good.
0: I haven't watched the, the first two episodes of the new season yet because Jade is squirreling them away mm. to watch. And I'm like, oh, geez, I just really want to watch it. I could watch it and just not tell her I watched it. I suggest it. And then watch it again with her and act shocked in the, sh- in the shocking Whoa, moments. Oh, what was that? Can Whoa, you believe that happened? I did not see Jade? that coming. <laughs> <laughs> and the beauty of it is she'll never listen to this. She'll <laughs> know that it, it never happened. She doesn't even listen to what I say anyway. So <laughs> even if I said that, it would just be all for my own, my own benefit of feeling less guilty. That's funny.
1: All right, well, uh, that probably brings us to the end, Tim. We went for an hour this week. I didn't expect that. I thought this would be a quick episode, but you know us. (sighs) We like to talk. We like to yabber on. But it was a good episode. Good episode. I hope people got something from
0: it. Will we do cash flow... 3.0? 3.0?
1: Potentially next week will be cash flow 3.0. There's a few, there's a few guests
0: we need to line up again. Uh, there are some guests coming people...
1: up. Um, we've got some, some marketing stuff, yeah. um, e-commerce stuff. Uh, we've I'm got getting some- getting a politician. Uh, politicians would be good. We've got some mortgage mm. brokers potentially coming on. What if we get Clive Palmer on the show? We'll get Clive Palmer. We'll get him to listen to this episode oh. and then uh, get him on. Uh, Clive, if you're listening, we'll take some of that millions of dollars in advertising money. <laughs> But we're going to write you off. Dead set.
0: That'd be brilliant. It could be some great exposure
1: for him. <laughs> for him. Definitely not us. Definitely not us. Although, you know, we have some potential sponsorship deals happening. Um, yeah, true. Yeah, we, we we made some deals last night over a few beverages. Yeah, true. Yeah, I'm
0: just remembering those now. well <laughs> no, that's that that will happen? Yeah,
1: that'll, that'll happen. All right. Uh, so, if you want to find us, uh, sorry, send us a message. Uh, then please shoot us an email to drunkpodcast at gmail.com, uh, Find us on Twitter at two drunk podcast. Find us on Facebook two drunk accountants. Uh, and if you could please go to wherever you're listening. Uh, if you're listening, subscribe, right now, rate, and review. Hmm, we would thoroughly appreciate that. Please subscribe. Please rate. Please review. Also, uh, if you don't see our episode this week, it's because we changed our platforms and we <laughs> haven't got the hang of it. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> oh, you've ruined everything, Dan. We'll see what happens. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. And uh, I guess we'll catch, catch you later. later.